to Dr. Frida in the morning. Hi, welcome to the Dr. Frida Show. Let's talk. So today we have uh, Charlotte Lockhart uh, on, and she is someone who has something that uh, we all want to hear, and that's about the four-day a work week. It's been a long time coming. Tell us a little bit about how this got started and uh, about the progress that you're making uh, with this horrible, horrible way that we finally have uh, a way of looking at our future and uh, seeing hope uh, that our lifestyles and uh, what, well, what I meant by horrible really was the horrible way we have been living our lives, uh, you know, living to work instead of working to live. And this is something that's going to change it around. So I'd like to hear from you um, what your feedback has been from other people, how you got started, and moving forward, uh, some of your plans. Um, well, we got started because um, we ran a very successful pilot program of the four-day week in our business. And um, so, therefore, um, it was hard to ignore the call for the um, people to be creating, um, ignore from people the need to have a further coordinated approach to the four-day week. Um, and so what we did was we created a four-day week global to sort of corral all of the conversations that we're having. What we're finding post-pandemic is those conversations have become far more urgent. And um, so we end up in a situation where now employers are finding that with the great resignation, as it is now being called, um, that they are needing to do something differently. And they cannot ignore the fact that their people... Um, have decided to exercise a voice and a choice. So this is where we find ourselves with the four-day week, is that, you know, finally employees are making uh, the choice to go and work for employers who treat them uh, with the right sort of respect when they're going into um, uh, job interviews. They are looking at, well, what can, well you know, what's, what's the company's, uh, policy around flexible, remote, or reduced hour working, and so those sort of conversations that are happening um, very much now. So, so you know, where we're going to take four-day week is we have a, um, a U.S. Canadian pilot program starting in 2022 um, that will create a community of companies that want to go down the four-day week. Um, the, create a four-day week or reduced hour pilot uh, in their business um, and w will enable us to do uh, research. It's free for the first 20 companies that join the pilot program. Um, and so that uh, is, you know, a big incentive for, for companies to get on if this is something that, that they are considering. But I think to a certain extent, one of the largest things that I discuss with companies when I'm talking to them is that, that really the mindset needs to be that we need to remember that we borrow our people from their lives. It's true. It's so and true. And the, pand the pandemic has yes. given people a sense of how they value their own lives and how they value 
how they engage with work. And so, you know, when we when we when we recognise that we borrow our people from their lives, we're putting work in its place. You know, I never thought of that, but that's so true. Uh, we do. We take ourselves. We put ourselves in a different environment. Uh, it's time consuming. A lot of energy. Uh, it drains us from doing other activities as well. Uh, so there's more of a price to pay uh, than just working at that job. And you're right. We did find this out uh, during this uh, pandemic. Uh, the difference of having more leisure. And then they do yes. say yes, absolutely. And then they do say that. Um, when you uh, re-energize yourself, you're actually ending up being a better producer, uh, more productive, uh, more involved. So all the way around, uh, your your uh, direction is something that's been, as I said before, needed to come out already. We've been waiting for somebody like you. <laughs> you know, we needed you. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about what we advocate for is that this is this is an approach that recognises that the business has uh, its own needs. It needs to be productive. So this isn't all about employee well-being, and it's not all about the benefits to a company when they have a a, a workforce that recognises that its well-being is being met, i.e., with time off. What this actually recognises is that when a company goes through a program of establishing what is true productivity in their business and valuing that, actually people enjoy being at work more because they feel like what they do matters. And then that spins back to additional employee well-being. So it's so multifaceted. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not just about work-life balance. It's about actually how we engage with work when we're there as well. So it's, 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 it's quite complicated how it all comes together, but at its core, it's quite simple. Well, you know, Charlotte, we do look at our lives differently today. Uh, we value time as our asset, often more than money itself. Uh, the people that we work with is very important to us. And if we are somebody that feels validated uh, and the boss is nice to us, well, guess what? We stay. But many people today uh, are actually leaving their positions because they don't like their environment and going ahead and looking for other work without worrying that they won't find something. So there is a different mindset going on in our society today of what our lifestyle should be. And it's not mm. about, you know, gathering the mounds of money and not having time to enjoy it. Uh, we are really enjoying the moments of whatever we're doing. That's where we want to be. And so the pandemic, as you said, sort of reinforced that in us. Uh, we saw that riding our bikes and uh, Cooking meals uh, was fun, even though we didn't have as much money coming in, but the bonding with our families uh, was something that uh, was so valuable that we didn't have time for. Even the fact that we had the Zoom and the Skype and the, uh, opportunities technically to connect that way uh, was something that we actually did more than before this pandemic. So. Who's to say that there was a real deficit? Now, of course, I'm not talking about health. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, compromising 
your life for this, of course. But when we look at the direction without the pandemic moving forward, you're right. Our lives will change forever now. The way we work, the way we live our lives, what we want. And as a unit, I suspect one day, after the four days, first we have to have that, three days will come into our uh, way of lifestyle where we can really go ahead, do everything we need to be productive, and there'll be more time for play and less time for work than the other way around. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the interesting thing is that as we shift the balance away from work and more into play, then actually, so we're only talking about shifting down to the equivalent of four days. It might be five days, we're just working 32 hours. But as we shift the balance of time, we're still spending more time at work than we are away from work when you factor in things like, um, uh, you know, uh, um, getting yourself there and back and, and all the things that we do in terms of engaging with work. But it becomes, then as a society, we then need to have a very meaningful conversation around what uh, are we doing with that time and how we invest that spare time into things that matter to our society, to our community and to our planet. Um, you know, there is no point, for example, giving us a whole pile of extra time and then we're just going to use that in environmentally damaging activities. So the, the question for us becomes as a society is what is our best use of time? So it's a more macro conversation. But what we need at the moment is to, is, is to address down to getting the, you know, the 32 hours because the difference in that to what it will do to some of the things that are breaking down in our society, the ability for us to maintain better relationships whether that be with our children, with our partners, with our families, with our community, our ability to engage with with charitable or community tasks and and with civic duties and being able to be part of that voluntary community that does things that make our society better. The ability for us to focus in, as you say, on Cooking instead of Uber eating. I mean, seriously, how is Uber eating anything remotely good for the planet? Um, and so it's all of those things. And it tends to be the sort of thing where you take back to the focus of how life was, you know, sort of in the 50s and 60s in terms of the lack of consumerism. However, without any of the um, the gender inequalities and, you know, some of the, some of the sort of less progressive things that we value in our society now. Because that's, of course, what we're looking for, is, is that our society progresses further. In, in days of old, of course, it was about having fire and, and a roof over our heads and food on the table and all of those things that sit at Maslow's hierarchy of needs towards the bottom. But, the, you know, particularly in the West, we've kind of nailed all of that sort of stuff now. So, therefore, it's about what takes us back to being a better society. And we know that the younger generations don't want to work in the same way as the Gen Xs and the, and the, the baby boomers have. They don't want to sacrifice their lives and their health you know, to, to, to their shoulder on the wheel of somebody else's profits. 
they want a life that is more uh, more balanced. And we, as their parents and grandparents, should want that for them because that's the progression of society that is actually moving us forward. More money isn't going to fix anything. Jeff Bezos has enough money. Stop buying things from Amazon. You know, start. That's a good idea. Them. I like start, that. Start making them. Start not needing things quite so much and don't need them now. Need them in the right place. Walk down the road and buy something from your high street shop and create local employment. You know, those are the sort of things. And I'm sorry, Jeff, don't mean to pick on you. Um, but you're so right. right. You're so right. <laughs> I'm telling we you. Have, we, have, we have got Andrew Barnes uses a phrase a lot. Mm -hmm. He says, convenience trumps everything else. And the research is out that shows that the, the, the young ones, with all of their desire to save the planet, actually have just as bad environmental footprints with their fast fashion and their need to have the latest iPhone. And actually, how we uh, behaved back in the days of yore, where we fixed things rather than throw them out, where we made things rather than buy them. Now, why did we fix them and why did we make them? Because we had time and we weren't worried about whether our family holidays were somewhere where there was Wi-Fi so mum and dad can clear their emails and the kids can be on their gadgets. We actually had a society where we learned how to disconnect so that when we were connected to work, coming back to the reason why we're talking, when we were connected to work, we were there, we were fully present and we were doing work, but it had its place. So you wow. know, as, as a society, this is a question that we need to ask ourselves as a society. What is the society we want? What is the community we're creating? And if you can find a different thing that creates a better society than, than a reduced hour work week, whether it be four days or 32 hours or whatever you want to do, if you can give me another plan that gives us a better society for so, on so many different levels, then I'm, I'll support that too, you know. But at the moment, the thing that we recognise and that we advocate for is that if we can empower people with time, then we are truly valuing what they can do for us all. You know, you mentioned something that I didn't think about. Free time is very valuable. And what do we do with that free time is also extremely important. And it reminds me of my son uh, who told me that when he retires, uh, what he would love to do is to be an artist, which he's actually very skilled at. And that bothered me. Why did he have to wait to retire? What do we do with our time that really establishes who we really are and the fun time that we have for ourselves uh, to define ourselves? Often we don't have that opportunity. It's about being successful is how we identify ourselves, often most more men than women. And then we commit to that, and then we lose scope of being joyful, carefree, flexible, and we just go after that, you know, rainbow, uh, whatever that's supposed to be, uh, status, money, success. And so 
Well, I mean, if we look at your yeah. son, your son is a classic example of, 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 of you know, why, we, why we, we advocate for this. What if his employer said, I'm going to give you a day off a week, and on that day, I want you to be an artist? Wow. Now, what does that do when your son's, uh, A, his emotions are topped up because he's doing something he's passionate about, but B, we know with the way our brains work, when the creativity uh, um, elements are allowed to jump into our brain and we are given the opportunity to be creative in whatever way that might be, that we know that you have much better um, problem-solving skills. You have much better decision-making skills. So not only is he emotionally topped up and rested, he's actually got a better wired brain. Would that not make him a better employee for his employer? Well, you know that having fun and being creative is important, but we have been taught to look at the clock, put as much time as you can into that clock and work as much as you can. So this art artist or whatever it is you want to be uh, is put on hold and Hopefully that passion uh, is still there later. That's why it's very scary to be true to the passion, as you're saying, on your day off. You know, what do you do on that day off? Are you bored? Uh, mm. are, you know, what do you do with your well, time? Well, one of the interesting things that we hear from people around the world, actually, you know, there are some people when a, a company goes down this, where they, where they, what some of their people genuinely say, we had people say it at Perpetual Guardian, you know, I don't know what I will do with the time because we've forgotten how to have hobbies. It's very easy to sort of think, okay, well, if I have, you know, if you take the odd day off here and there, you fill it full of, full of chores and bits and pieces that need to be done. But when you have structured and reliable time away from work, then you actually use it for a more positive thing. So, you know, also companies, you know, there are, there are lots of companies out there that, for example, offer free, um, uh, unlimited leave and things like that. But unless, unless you use time in a, and you have reliable time in a structured way, it's hard to plan for that time being used that benefits the person, their family, society, and all that sort of thing. And, you know, and we look, and we look at things like um, you know we, you know all of this this the AI that's apparently going to take all of our jobs. Well, what what are we going to do? How are we ever going to have time to reskill ourselves so that we can be in those more meaningful jobs that do still require a human element? What you know what where is the time to retrain? You know all of those things that we we want. We know we need some work. To, 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 um, to, to feel fulfilled and to feel um, as if we're achieving stuff. The question just becomes, how do we ensure that we have a workplace and an economy where work remains, um, remains fulfilling and actually, you know, the sort of thing that, that is, you know, gives, you know, humans, you know, we own the economy, right? So we should be the ones that have the jobs that give us everything we want, and AI should do everything else. Well, so, that you know, sounds good we, to me, how yes. We, how are we re you know, how are we reconstructing that economy when we're asking people to work 40, 50, 60 hours, 
uh, when we're asking them to work in, you know, uh -huh. in the American economy, of course, the American economy has so few um, benefits around um, time off in terms of leave and mater maternity maternity leave. I mean, it, the rest of the world, it's parental leave, and we value fathers having time off as much as we value um, mothers having time off. We recognise that um, families are a whole uh, a whole as opposed to just part. Where um, am I? Where are you? Where am I calling you from? Uh, so I'm in I'm in New Zealand at the okay, moment. Okay, wow, that's exciting. New Zealand, that's yeah. different. Well, a different perspective too. I'll tell you, Charlotte, because we are really here. This capitalism that we have uh, is really doing us in. And yes, it you're is. right. It really is. And and uh, basically, uh, if we could have more of the European mentality of what life is supposed to be, which is taking maternity leave, paternity leave, childcare leave, holidays, no homework, uh, coming home at the same time your kids are coming home, going to the cafes, going on hikes, bicycle rides, having fun. Hey, isn't they're telling those countries are telling us the kind of lives we're supposed to lead in America. Yeah, we don't have that. Yeah. And they are not less productive. So, the, so no, the, they have uh, higher. Excuse me, I have to tell you this. They have higher test standardized test scores in those schools do. than our kids here in the United States, and that's the deficit. Uh, going forward, we are not taught how to have fun. We are taught mm. how to learn and how to not be leaders, but how to be mm. followers. It's very scary. It is very scary, and the the reality is in Europe. I mean, you've got. So, so, so the the Mattel Union uh, in Germany, which yes. is the the union that uh, is for the car manufacturers at Volkswagen, they have over the progressively over the last I want to say ten years, uh, have negotiated their way to the point that they now work a four day week or the equivalent they work twenty eight hours a day and twenty eight hours a week. Um, they have full pay. Uh, and a whole pile of additional benefits, plus they still got a pay rise. So, and, and car manufacturer, of course, requires you to be very efficient. And so you can't tell me that Volkswagen is, you know, can operate a successful business with, you know, if they're not actually valuing what productivity truly is and then they're leaving their people to be able to go home. And the five-day week in the U.S. realistically started with Henry Ford. So why can't the four-day week realistically start, you know, in the U.S.? And so, and there are lots. To be fair, there are lots of enlightened companies in the U.S. They are they are anomalies, and they recognise it, and they have a point of difference in this great resignation space that we find ourselves in. Um, you know, and we've got, uh, you know, we've got, as I say, we're running this pilot program, which is to to encourage companies to to come on board. Um, as you know, as a uh, as a group, um, and then through that we will be we will be creating um, a research piece that enables us to um, to really show not just the micro benefits into a company, but the macro benefits into our society. And so you know that's that's what we stand for. It's what, what what we believe, and we believe in it passionately because that's what you know we feel that that's what we need to do to make things better. Um, and 
you know, why are we doing it? Because Andrew and I are very fortunate to be in a position where our company funds us. And so we are able to have freedom of time and finance to be able to dedicate to a passion project. So everything that you see before you on the four-day space, Andrew and I pay for ourselves. Wow. And we do this because it's the right thing to do. You know, as Andrew often says, you don't get much chance to change the world. And, and whether you think you can close your business for a whole day or whether you think that you could just reduce hours uh, in the working day, um, that is, uh, you know, where, where we go. Um, and it's what we recommend because it makes commercial sense, irrespective of what it does for society or gender or anything else. It actually makes commercial sense. And the bold and the agile and the progressive companies will see that. And those that don't, well, they won't. Because I have so many conversations with people who say to me, whether you think you can, uh, sorry, who say that will never work in my business. And I go, right, well, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are right. And it's the progressive thinkers that know that they can. Well, they would definitely get better workers knowing that the work environment would be something conducive to uh, their well-being. I mean, we're talking about health and longevity. You can't feel good if you're stressed out and you bring that stress home to your family. How much downtime and valuable quality downtime will you have uh, after being so stressed out? So this is something that's not only for the individual, it's for the family, it's for the kids if you have a, if you have children, if you're raising them. But it starts all the way back to when you have a recess or kindergarten play or elementary school or high school, those factors of having free time should be just as important. And maybe if they grade it, who knows how they're going to determine the importance, how they're going to evaluate the importance. That needs to be started very, very early on because our kids are not taught to be playful and to value that kind of time. Definitely not in America anyway. And when they have this kind of dilemma, it's hard, especially men, who have delayed gratification, they're always telling, they're always being told, when you do this, then you'll relax. When you do this, when you get the grades, when you get the job, when you get the money, when you get the, there's never a time for having this quality because society does not introduce that time. So for you to go ahead and talk to these companies and have them change the way they present what a productive experience would be, which would be having fun at the job. I mean, you know, some of these big companies, Amazon or whatever, they do have uh, playful environments in the job, you know, ping pong, uh, relaxing, having coffee together, just, you know, relaxing in a way where it's not anything, has anything to do with the company itself. That's something else that can be done, that can be integrated into our work environment because people who don't have to work, who are financially set, they know how to play. They know how to have fun. But people who work have had difficulty having the same mindset 
uh, so your message is so valuable. I'd like to know where can people reach you? Uh, so they can uh, reach us on our website, which is fourdayweek.com. Um, and there they can join the pilot program. They can download our white paper. I recommend that if they're really interested that they read uh, Andrew's book. And you can see where you can get it. <laughs> Having just said don't buy anything from Amazon, actually the easiest place to get the book is Amazon. Oh, that's you can funny. Get it, you can get it as an e well, yeah, yeah. You can get it as a, a, an e-book or also an audible um, so, yes, yeah, so sadly, Amazon own Audible, and there's not much I can do about that. Um, but uh, so, so, yeah, go on to our website and have a good look around. Um, and, uh, and, and then if they're interested in joining a pilot program, then they are welcome to give us a call. Um, that, well, that join the pilot program through the website. Uh, and, hey, the, yeah, the first 20 slots are free. I'll tell you, this is something that uh, of uh, the, all the shows I've done, uh, this is, and I've done shows on longevity and nutrition and you name it. But if you're talking about well-being, how you conduct your lifestyle, the way you feel about yourself, the positivity, all these things can give you a much richer life than living with all this toxicity around you that you have to face. I mean, what do they call it? The Monday blues? People are afraid to go to work. Sunday yeah. is already over for them. They're, they're depressed by, by Sunday. So yeah. uh, that's so unfair to have that kind of outlook all the time. People actually become alcoholics on Sunday. You know that? They start they drinking do. because they don't want to face going to work on Monday. That's how bad it is. It is. So you're really up giving us a very... So we're going to, we, so we're going yeah. to change that. And now, look, thank you so much, Frida. I'm going to have to move to my next call. Well, that's look, perfect. Thank you so much for your time. That's perfect. Really I, was actually, I was actually bringing this to a close. And it's perfect timing and just having a, have had a pleasure having you on Charlotte Lockhart four day work week. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Take Thank care. You so much. Bye, I bye. Appreciate it. Bye, bye bye. So just to let you know that after every show, you can send in questions to Dr. D O C T O R Frida F R I E D A at gmail.com. Thank you. I hope to hear from you.